0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Late Flag, the first aftermatch podcast by the LFC Red Poets. Tonight, I'm joined as normal by Tom and Pete, and our special guest tonight is Ben Kent. So, after Liverpool won, Chelsea won, or should they, be doing it in chronological order, it should be Chelsea won, Liverpool won. So, right, lads, what did you think of the game? We'll start with you, Tom. I thought so overall, I thought we
1: started off really brightly. I thought we were sharp. I thought we looked at, we looked like we really had had linked and then sort of got our goal and and we were right in control, but with with without really playing without really playing well, but we done we we we're doing okay. Got the second goal, which was disallowed, and then I think after it was disallowed, they sort of got a bit of belief and, and got a few, they were having like a little bit of breaks and they were having like the half chances, but I never felt we were in the, under any real pressure. And then it, it started to go, it started from that moment. I think they grew in confidence and we looked a bit ragged uh, towards the end of the first half. And then, you know, and then I think I, 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 I was saying to people just before, I think we made, you know, so we, to bring in one player, we made three changes, which I thought was a bit... It didn't really work. I thought bringing Gatko into the centre of the midfield, he, he, he wasn't as effective as an eight. I mean, we lost him from up front, if you know what I mean. I thought Jota ought to hard, but really... Sir Sabo, like done really well. I was impressed with him. And McAllister the same as well. I think Mac done really well. Danny, but was not as effective as he would have been so I think I think overall when they come more into the game I think I, I, I think we would I, I would have took a draw I would have took a draw at the beginning and I think it, it turned out that way I don't think it was a, I, I think but I think both teams will be happy with a point but overall I think it's the same as what we've been expecting great going forward but defensively all over the place
2: <laughs> yeah, everything that Tom's just said, I agree with. I thought we started out really well in the first 10, 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I made up the season's back. This is great. You know, we're going to go on and batter them. Like I stupidly got carried away this morning, you know, the start of a season. And I said to the lads, we're going to win 3-0 today. Then then when you just get these stupid feelings, nothing to back it up whatsoever. I thought Chelsea are going to be, you know a new manager, loads of new players. To be honest with you, when their team was named, I don't know how many you didn't know, but there was about four of them, and I didn't have a clue anywhere what positions they were or anything. Um, but going back to us, I thought like we we started out really well. We were on the front foot. So Bosley, like, he did that run, didn't he, in the first five ten minutes where he took on about three or four, and then Jota took the shot from him. And I just thought... Well, I thought that summed up Jota's game, to be honest with you, because I thought Sir like, gets that, scores an absolute world in five, ten minutes, and it would have set us off nicely. And he looks like the midfielder that we all wanted last season. Like, one that can drive the ball forward, looks a bit of a leader. Um, I think he's still obviously getting used to English football in the second half. He was a bit quieter, wasn't he? But I thought... The first goal, brilliant. Second goal, I thought it was onside until I saw the replay and then it was it was just about off, wasn't it? But that was definitely the turning point and you could see the crowd, the Chelsea crowd got up for it. The players obviously got lifted by that decision. And I thought they were targeting Robbo a lot and he was exposed through no fault of his own. He had no protection. And that's a, a characteristic of what we had all of last season. So I hope to God that Jürgen identifies that as a weak point because we can all go on about Trent being isolated but it's happening to Robbo all the time as well and you know McAllister isn't a defensive midfielder he's obviously doing the role um, to to cover I was surprised Jones didn't play I, I rarely thought he was nailed on to start and like you said Gakpo isn't a midfielder I think he's a number a number nine number 10 um but like you said, I would have took a point before the game. I know I got over <laughs> over carried away and said, Oh, we're gonna win 3-0, but I think if you would have offered me a draw, I would have took that and I definitely would have took it at all time. So all in all, there's a lot to build on. Suppose line McAllister look like two really good players. Really excited by what they can bring to the team. So
3: onwards and upwards. Peace. Yeah, I mean both lots of steps similar. Um like Ben said, I thought I after after ten of it, well. After the first goal, certainly up until the half hour mark. I thought we were gonna rip them to shreds, to be honest, but they seemed to suss our sort <clears throat> of system out. And then suddenly Sterling and Jackson started finding little gaps and little holes between the midfield and the defence. <clears throat> and like Ben was saying then, Robert was getting exposed through no fault of his own, really. Um and Chelsea were exploiting that, and they made quite a few inroads, especially with James on the right-hand side. Um, I'm happy with the point at the end of the day. I mean, up until, up until their goal, to be honest, I, I thought we were quite comfortable, and I thought we could extend the lead. Um, and then within two minutes of them, well, within a minute of them scoring two minutes, there was another very, very slim offside against Chilwell, which could have put us 2-1 down. Um and then, second half, was the same script, really. It was, a, you know, we weren't really getting a foot on the ball. We weren't creating much at all. Uh, and then, to be honest, it, it's, we seem to get our second wind, if that's right. We, we look more dangerous after after the two kids came on, Elias and Doak. And I know most spas is, is dummy out, but um, he was probably more in frustration that he didn't get his his usual first day of the season goal, you know, but for that. That shot that he had early on the clip the bar, that would have been a great goal. Um, I think Chelsea actually may be disappointed with only a point because they did have a lot of possession. Oh, and Ali was certainly more, he was the more busy of the keepers. Their keeper, I can't recall him having to really extend himself. He, he got worried with that shot near the end that was deflected um, from Nunez. Um, you probably like you, you probably would have been tested if we'd have had a penalty, but that's another story. We'll we'll probably talk about that later on. Um but I can't be I can't be too disappointed given the personnel that played. I know I know there were a couple of square pegs in round holes there today, and I think that was quite evidence. Um and probably the glaring thing is it just showed you that we do need someone of the Fabino mold when we go to these away games just to cover the Defense, and as I say, Chelsea started to exploit that. They found the gaps, and Sterling uh, and that Enzo started coming into the game, pretty, pretty well. But all in all, I think Liverpool would be more pleased than Chelsea with the point. I think that uh, I'm a bit more, I'm a bit more upbeat.
0: To be fair, after watching that, I thought that that we had a good first 20-25 minutes, um, and I, I think as Tom said. I thought when when our second goal was rightly ruled out for offside by VAR, by the way, I thought that that basically gave them and their supporters a lift because if that would have gone in, the game could have gone away from Chelsea quite quickly. That gave them a lift and they were still only a goal behind. And then, then they started to get a little bit of confidence and get in the game and started to push us back a little bit. And then, obviously, they scored a scruffy goal, which... I thought Trent switched off a little bit before and the guy, the centre-back who scored, run, run off him in the gap between him and Virgil. And then, you know, they scored again, which again was rightly ruled, for, rightly ruled out for offside. But then, you know, we needed half-time at that point for me. Chelsea were well on top and we needed half-time. And we come out at the start of the second half and I thought we had a good possibly first five minutes and then Chelsea then sort of took over the game and, and sort of were well on top. But I thought I thought the um I thought the substitutions uh, were were very good. I thought Elliot I thought he did really well when he came on. That's what I want to see from him. He was bright, he looked as though he had a little bit more pace about him. He was more determined. That's what I wanted to say. I thought Curtis come on and he kept the ball really, really well. Um, you know, wasn't giving it away easily. Um, Nunes had hard luck with that shot near the end that was deflected. But all in all, he could have done a little bit more when he come on. And young Ben Doke was always was always gonna be a threat, but we couldn't quite get the, the ball out to him in the right situation for him to, to use his pace and. And perhaps create something that we needed. I did think it was a penalty for our ball. I don't think I, don't, I, I, I can sort of accept the sort of reasoning that his arm was probably close enough to his body to sort of to give VAR a get out of jail free card. But I don't buy the close proximity one to the header because I thought he was far enough away there was a big enough gap for that not to be an issue. But yeah, I thought it was a penalty. And all in all, I was, you know, at the end of the day, it was one of them where you wish you'd have got more. But I think, you know, with all the, with all the problems we've been chatting about, you know, for to get in a new number six and, you know, people saying we've been really wide open in pre-season and we were conceding too many goals. I think, and the difficulty of the away game, it's one of the ones you look for and you think, you know, that's a difficult one to go to and it's now one that's ticked off. I actually thought that, you know, it was a decent point at the end. Now, I know I know that the bar's so high now that, you know, you know a draw now away from home isn't, isn't as good as it was maybe 10 years ago. But I think when you go to, to like, one of your fellow big six teams, to To get a point there, I think that's a that's a decent result, and you know I think there's there was positives to take from the game. What did you think of um,
3: Virgil's performance, Pete? I thought he did okay. Um, I thought both him and Canasi did quite well because, as I say, they were exploiting the wings. Um, you know, the, especially down our left flank, they were exploiting. And I, I thought I thought both centre backs, were being outstandingly good. I thought that that Jackson looks a bit of a handful. Well, got Goffman Villarreal is going to cause problems. <clears throat> but I, th- I thought he didn't have a bad game. I thought both him and Kanasi, you know, had decent games. What I was gonna, what I was gonna ask is, what do you reckon on the booking after just four minutes? Because I thought that could have well been a red card. To be honest, for that chuckle went, what's his name? Chuck Wem- 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 whatever his name is. Yeah, that was, that was almost identical to the um to the Sadio Mane up at City all them years ago, where he was just he, he had his eyes firmly on the ball and, and Edison came out and got, you know, cards. But I thought he may have even reviewed that because the more you looked at it, his foot was so high on, on uh Canarte. Yeah. I, I I thought it was it was one of them ones that could
0: have gone either way. And it was I think once Taylor gave a yellow card it was never gonna be
3: over to be reviewed.
0: Ben, what did you think of the performance of Let's, let's uh, Jotter and Gakpo today?
2: Um, well, they, they weren't great were worthy. Um, just going back quickly to Virgil, I think he's definitely lost a half, half a yard of pace. You know, like there was an attack. You know, when we nearly conceded at the end, and Canate was running with the Madrid. Virgil was quite far behind, and he's not normally that far behind, so. I thought he did all right, but I definitely think he has lost the yard. But Jota didn't really do anything, and Gapo's just not a midfielder. Um, I I thought the first few games of Gapo, when he signed in January, I thought, Christ, what is he? You know, um, but after the first few games, he played really well, and he he's obviously the ideal replacement for Bobby. Although Bobby is irreplaceable, I think he's as close as what we're going to get to. Replacing him. Um, I really like Jota. I just struggle to see where he actually fits in with us at the moment. And I don't know where he's going to get his run. A bit like Nunes. They all seem to be number nines. But not play number nine. Um, Whereas Gakpo seems to be the one that's going to play that. So I didn't see anything of Jota today. Which makes me think that he's nailed on to start at Anfield next week. Um, and I've, I hope to God we've got a midfielder by then, so we can put the the Kaisei don't mess behind us, and then Gakpo doesn't have to play there again. Um, but no, I mean I, I don't know what you guys think, but I didn't see anything in their two performances today that gives me confidence that they can continue to play like that again.
0: Tom, you you sort of uh, messaged and said that yeah, I don't know whether it was a half time or just after half time that you would have took both Gakpo. And um, Jota off, and I agreed with you to be honest, Tom. I thought that the Jota wasn't really doing anything in the game to influence it, and maybe I even thought maybe a half time that maybe the first change should have been to put Curtis on instead of Jota, and move Gakpo to, to the to the false nine, um, because I think Jota Jota's great when you when you're on top. And you, you create loads of chances, but he was. I wouldn't accuse him of not trying, but it just wasn't happening for him today. Did you? I mean, obviously, you agreed with that because that's what you tweeted. So, so what yes. would yours do?
1: I thought, I thought, Les, I thought he would have took Jotter off and I thought he would have put Ganko in up, up, up in his natural position. and I thought he would have brought Curtis on to play the six and then moved McAllister to the eight. And I think that would have, I think that would have given us i would have done that at half time i think it would have give us a little bit i think it would have give us a little bit more stability although sometimes cases you know i love cases but sometimes i think i wish he'd speed up just a fraction when he's got the ball but to be fair to him he keeps possession and he keeps the ball moving and i think that's what we you know what we lack we 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 didn't have that did we and he, If we, once we get a six, that's what, that's what we'll get. I thought, I thought that Harvey was brilliant when he come on. I thought he'd give give us energy. What you said about, about, I thought he was, he was a bit quicker. I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with him, Les, as well, is, is chasing back and tackling He's the one part got right at the edge of the box and pulled. You know, like was won the ball at the edge of the box and drove forward. So you know, maybe the lads learning. You know, but I was thinking to myself, you no, know, as as before we were coming on the podcast, I was thinking, what would I really like to see? And I was thinking to myself, I would have loved Stefan Pachetic to be fit today, mm. and I think yeah. he would have made a big, big difference if, if he'd have gone into the six. Do you yeah. know? I think you know I think he would have just give you that little bit more of a surety. he would have kept the ball I think he would have used the ball because he gets the ball quickly and moves the ball quickly so I, it, it is what it is isn't it you are we, a number of parts at the moment's but you know like we've got great parts but these parts just don't link together at the moment the the way that I was looking for before was disjointed i think
0: we look a little bit disjointed I thought I I I can see where you're coming from with that, Tom. But I also thought, and I think the goal we scored sort of was uh, was evidence that uh, you know there's a lot of positivity to take there with some of the football you played. You played against a uh, you know a good side who a hell of a lot of money at home today. You know when you haven't you know you haven't got a, a you know number six and you've got you've got two of your midfielders you're know, playing. Making the debuts, one of them playing his first ever game in the Premier League, and your third midfielder is somebody who's who's normally playing centre forward. So yeah, I think it was it was probably a sort of you know as Jurgen had said earlier in the week, you will know, we'll sort out a team for against Chelsea and then go from there. So I did think it was sort of probably you know a bit a bit of a I won't say a mismatch, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was a bit of maybe of needs must team. That's that's what I would say. A needs must team there and to go there and get a point, you know, and yeah, you know, when you're winning you're always a bit disappointed, you know, to to not come away with three points. You think you just get the next goal and you know you know, we, we 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 could win by a couple more. But just moving on to, to Pete, what did you think of Louis Diaz today, Pete? I know he scored a really good goal, he took his goal really well. That's what I want to see from him. Is him getting in the box in those situations to finish because that was a criticism from some, you know, in a, in the early part of his Liverpool career. Um, but
3: what did you think of his overall performance today? I think like probably a few others. I know I know the goal he took was a fantastic goal, and like like they were saying, it was the actual build-up from the back, the, the the neat little interplay and the passing, and then the ball inside, etc. of Salah. Um, but he didn't. Get at the Chelsea defense as much as I'd like him to. If that's the right comments, you know, I didn't see him taking players on um, with that blistered in pace. So I, I'd I'd call it like I don't know an average game. He, you know, he took his goal well. He always thought he could be a threat without actually being a threat. If that makes sense, he, he he just didn't seem to either have the I mean confidence. I wouldn't say that he's a confident player, but he just didn't seem to have the opportunity to sort of run at James. And and especially um, you know when you look at the the centre back for for Chelsea the ageing centre back you think get Luis Diaz on and, and and have a go um, so I'd call it an ordinary, an ordinary performance or an average performance he was not outstanding but he wasn't poor either you know Ben uh, do you agree with that because I tend to I thought that
0: I thought that he he had opportunities to. Especially at the at times in the second half, he had opportunities to drive at the at the Chelsea defence, and he chose not to, and that disappointed me a little bit because I think he's he's well capable of, of doing that, and um, and yeah, I just I just thought I think Pete sums it up perfectly there. I thought he was average. and just to come back on you a little bit. I thought Virgil was excellent today. I actually thought he was he probably as good today. As what he had been, or better today, I should say, than any game he played last season. I thought he was dominant. I thought he was he was cutting a lot of um, cross balls out. And maybe he has lost a yard of pace. But let's be let's be fair. Yo, know, he is going to the wrong side of thirty now, and that and that is tackled by little arms won't have done him any favors in terms of his of his speed. So I don't think, but I did. I thought, I thought of Liverpool's outfield players. I thought he was head and shoulders our best player today, and he also nearly scored with that killer in the first half. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I didn't say he had a bad game. but I actually thought he was good. I just think he's lost a little half yard of pace, which is understandable at the age that he's getting to. I actually thought Canate played better than him today. I think I thought some of his last stage tackles saved us on a couple of times. But that's no slant on verge. I thought the pair of them played really well, considering how exposed they were by the midfield at times. I thought there was an example in the first half with McAllister not tracking back um, mm. when we could have conceded. And obviously that was when Canate put in a really good tackle. So I thought the pair of them were good. And if Canate stays fit, because that's the question mark over him, isn't it? Like he always puts 10 games together but then picks up a little niggly injury I genuinely think that they could be one of the best partnerships in Europe I think that that good especially Virgil we all know how good he is but can I say looks top drawer as well I watched the game today with my next door neighbour who's a big red like me and his father-in-law who's a Chelsea fan um, and all three of us thought Diaz was the best player in the first half I think he he ripped their defence twice Uh, really well I don't know if it was James or somebody else on the touchline that he skinned obviously scored the goal you know Mo's brilliant assist and obviously nearly scored himself but I thought Diaz was really good in the first half I just don't think he's a 19 minute player he's got flashes of brilliance absolute brilliance like when we signed him and him Mo and Sadio were playing up front and the, the three of them were all interchanging and they were brilliant my main worry about Diaz is I think he might be a match-of-the-day player, like a highlights player, rather than you know somebody that's always going to give you like seven or eight out of ten performances like Mane did. But he's still got time to, to prove himself. Obviously, he had a bad injury last season. But I, I thought it was a decent start by him today. Obviously, the goal will do him the world of good. He just needs to add to that, doesn't he? And start getting a few more goals and assists and start... Believing in himself, like you said, in the second half. Whether he was tired or not, but he had opportunities to run at them. Very inexperienced defenders at times as well. And he didn't really test them that well. And we were all, well, not my mate's father-in-law. He didn't scream at him to take him on. But um, me and Mike were like, go on, have a go at him. Like, you know, I'm with stop. And obviously you pointed out a little bit about Curtis coming on. I wonder if that's why he didn't play today because he is a little bit too slow on the ball. He's just slow it down. And maybe the idea for him today, Jürgen was thinking, we'll bring him on after an hour when we're winning, just to slow the game down a little bit, stop it to be so frantic and controlling. Because even in the first 20, 25, 30 minutes when we were the better team, I don't really think we were still in control of the game. We were still conceding chances on the on the turn. Um I think that's why we're crying out for a number six, but maybe that isn't why Curtis started today, just to bring in that control for the second half. But like we've said, I think all four of us, if we were offered it today, we would have took a point. And I still think it's a really good point. Even, you know, a point away from home now, you know, we all know how many points we need to win the league. But it's not like Fulham last season, is it? Where it was a diabolical display. Where we drop points on the first game. Today is a good punt. we will see it's a good point. Obviously, we could have got the three points, and that would have set us, set us in a really good way. But that's a good result today. There's not that many teams that are going to get there and get go to Chelsea and get more than a point. So I think we're in a good position. I, I really do. Like I'm still confident about this season. I think we'll go on and do something half decent, unlike last season. So.
3: Yeah. I think I think Ben, if you look at that Chelsea performance today, <clears throat> they looked a far better side than the side that finished the Premier League last season without yeah. a win in eight or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And the 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 longer the game grew, Gallagher and and Fernandes in the in the midfield looked really good. They were. You know, the, Gallagher won a hell of a lot of ball. He, he threw a lot of tackles in in one ball, you know. You,
2: you know what, right? I, I think Gallagher's a really good player. Like, a really mm-hmm. good player. I think he's massively underrated. And I'd have him at Liverpool, definitely in the squad. Like, I think he's a terrific player. And I, I don't think he'll get many minutes at Chelsea, especially if they do get one or two more midfielders. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd give him man of the match, you know, to be honest. I Gallagher... Have... I thought he I, he give it to Enzo Enzo Fernandez, but but I, I don't not think Enzo Fernandez was man of the match. I thought Gallagher played much better than him. Thoughts about what you said about Diaz? You know what you just said about that Diaz? I, I didn't. I, I thought he started off well. I think you've got to remember he's coming back from from a really big bad injury, and he's you going to take time before you're going to see the best of Diaz again for for the short time. And also, I thought I. At uh, 12 Virgil and Canati from um, between them would have either
0: been Liverpool man of the match. Mm. Tom, um, yeah, just on. going, just going back there, just just a little bit. We discussed before about you. Know, you, you you said that you know, Gakpo and Jota should come off. I agreed. What did you make of the of the other substitutions taking you know, taking Salah and Diaz off and putting Dukan. Elliot on. What did you make of that those two, I, I, I know Mo was a
1: bit disappointed by being coming off really, because he's a winner, isn't he? And he's he still always backs himself to score. I I thought he, you know, I, I understood why he took him off. But he'd be a player that I'd always keep on. He'd, when you know if you're trying to win a game. But to be fair to Ben Dog, he'd come on and he'd look more lively in the second half the
0: it done to be fair to him so Tom he, do you think it was because maybe maybe Jürgen said in the past hasn't he that uh, the defender needs to start from the front and do you think that, that both Salah and Diaz were not defending from the front as what wanted so we he thought he'd put fresh legs on and to be fair it did work you know what I mean I'm not saying that that Mo might not have grabbed the winner had he stayed on. You know what I mean? But what I mean is, it did give us more energy in midfield, didn't it? And you know, from that point on, we seem to get control of the game again. Yeah, I thought. I, I, you know, like
1: Diaz, I I would have a little go at Diaz. I didn't, and he's never. He's not like Manny. Is he? He's not going to chase back, and he's not going to. He's not going to give support to sort of to, to Andy Robinson like Manny did. And I, I, I think that's why Rob always getting skinned today, to be fair, you know. So it wouldn't have surprised it wouldn't have me, you know, like to see him. I, 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 but Mo, I don't know. I I I would always keep Mo on just to to win you the game because he's more likely to win the game. So I, I think Probably less. He brought he brought legs on. Didn't he, to be honest because I think we didn't have any at that stage. We didn't have any legs. Put his son Ben said before that, which was dog, was a point about controlling the game. I think we only had it at one stage, thirty-seven percent. I think mm. which is for Liverpool is not great, but I think Curtis, yeah, he does he does slow it down. He does infuriate me infuri- sometimes. But he doesn't. Very rarely does he give the ball away, and he keeps control and he moves it around. And that's what when we were we looking lost. I think I think we needed that to be honest. So I'll be surprised if he doesn't start to be honest in the in the next game if we haven't got a, a defensive
3: midfield player. Please. I think the I think the timings of the substitutions were perfect as well because I think Jones and Nunez come on at what 65, 66 minutes or whatever. And like you say, you know, you can you can level a see he gets the ball and goes backwards or sideways. But at that stage of the game, that's what we needed. We were we were being threatened with overrun at times because they you know, we were clearing the ball into there was no second ball that we were winning. We were just it was coming back at us all the time. So when Curtis I mean, you've got Nunes who'll just run all day for you, like a headless chicken at times, but he'll run all day and fight for you. And then you've got Curtis who can at least get the ball down. Look up and take options and a keep. And it was all at that time, all at that stage was about ball retention, to be honest, and taking the sting out of Chelsea. And then we made the other substitutions, Bendo and Harvey Elias, and they, they gave us the other option just with well, like 10 minutes on the clock, more like 15 or 20. But they actually gave us some impetus up front where they were actually chasing down and they were the first line of defense. They were actually closing down. And there was a couple of occasions you just thought Ben Doke was going to do some of his trickery and get into the box and that. So I thought both times that we made the substitutions were perfect time and, and they were the perfect substitutions to make as well. You know to try and claw the game back. Hey, do you go by what Ben said
0: before. A couple of things for you to 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 answer. Do you think Curtis Jones could be? And Tommy said this about slowing the game down. Do you think Curtis Jones could become the new James Milner? And secondly, I, the thought Rob, I thought oh Robbo had the better, better second half than he did first. And what I mean by David Curtis becoming the new James Milner, the player to put on from the bench when you want to
3: slow the game down and control the game mm. a bit more. Right, OK, OK. Yeah, there's, there's certainly ever something evident to that. As everyone's saying this, before we go to the, the Bournemouth game next Saturday, you would hope that somewhere... Somewhere in the transfer market, something will happen. Obviously, Thiago and Bachetic will either be fit or at least getting closer to fitness as well. So we're going to have more options there. To me, I know you were talking about Jota before. He took a bit of a blow on the knee, and you can sort of play through that. But you wonder if, if after it all calms down and and stuff, you wonder how, how his assessments will be for next week. But yeah, there's 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 a good there's credence to that. Um, Argument: uh, If you just say one goal up, or you, you you need to tighten up the last 20, 15 minutes, Kersis Jones would be that type of player because he ha- he is so good at ball retention uh, and do the job that James Milner could do, and he he could almost be like if if not filling that void. Um, I don't know. I mean, for you know, for certain games, I could see Kersis Jones being <laughs> being more offensive, and, and you know, he and actually. Taking the game to the opposition, but with the personnel we've currently got, he could certainly fill that mantle of coming on. And like I say, he did quiet in Chelsea down this afternoon when he was getting the ball. He, he wasn't doing anything spectacular, but he wasn't losing the ball either, you know.
0: Right. So we'll just finish off this segment of the podcast before I come on to, to something I want to chat, chat you quickly about at the end. So I'll go on to Ben and say that. First of all, three questions. We are happy with the point. How many marks out of 10 for Liverpool's performance as a whole today? And who is your Liverpool player of the match?
2: Yeah, before the game, I probably naively would have said no to a point. But certainly, from half an hour onwards, yes, I thought a point was a good result. Mark out of 10... 5 out of 10, I think there's room for improvement, although it was a good start Man of the match I don't think anyone stood out you know, head and shoulders above the rest if truth be told so maybe one of the centre-halves Um, I'd probably swing for Kanate out of the two of them as Man of the Match Okay, Tom?
1: Um o- overall I, I was I thought it'd be a draw. I, I, I did say a draw after the end you know, of the last part of the thoughts, Liverpool I'd get a draw. So I, I was more or less expecting that. Um I, I mark out of ten, that's a good one. Liz. I would have given it I, I would have been a, a bit more kinder of than than for the performance, I think you had to give six, six, six and a half probably for the, for the performance. I thought, because you, you couldn't fault the efforts, you really couldn't. You know, like, they the, the tried, they really, for, for the first 25 minutes, they were exceptional. So, I think you can't fault, fault that. So, six and a half towards seven, I would have thought. And, I mean, man of the match is a close one, because I thought, I, I thought, Canarte played really well. And I thought Virgil played well. But by a fraction, I'd give it to probably
3: Canarte. By a fraction. Pete, same questions to you, mate. Um, over the overall 90 minutes, yeah, I was happy with the points coming in. Mean, I was looking looking at the clock on 80 minutes. And I said to our Jack, I said, I want the whistle to go now. I said, I'll, I'll take a point now. Um, Probably six out of ten. As the lads said, there's certainly room for improvement. In the first half hour, we looked pretty good, albeit that we did offer them a few openings as well, so maybe a six. Um, I think as well as the centre-backs played, and Ali made a few good saves, All although not world-class, world I'd give it because it was his first game in the Premiership, and I thought the times in that first half, he looked like really opening Chelsea up. I'd give it to Sir I just... Just because it was his first premier game and I thought he looked very comfortable as well in possession. He was making he was tackling back, he was winning the ball. I just wanted I was there was one period towards the end, I think it may have been. And it was just praying for him to to let loose with a shot about 20 yards out, but he, he opted to, to play it onto Elliot or someone. And I just want to see him lash because I, I know he's noted for some of these shots he can do, and I wanted him to do that. So I think because it was his first game, I think he he, he acquitted himself really well today. Yeah, for me, um, yeah,
0: I'm happy with the points. But like Ben said, you know, before kick-off, obviously you won all three points. But I think that when, you, when you're when you looking at your away games, you know, you go to your, who are supposedly your rivals for, for the top four, whatever, you don't lose your away game to them. So for me, I'd settle for that marks out of 10 for the performance. I'm leaning towards more to what Tom said, about a 6-6.5. They fought for everything today. They never let their heads drop down, and even when they were under pressure, you know, they still fought for every ball. They were putting the bodies on the line to block shots. And then, you know, even near the end of the game, they showed you know, the, the capacity to you know, to try and hit Chelsea and go on and win the game at the end. So, yeah you know, they give everything so a six, six and a half for me, leaning more towards the six and a half. Man of the match for me. Again, between the three players have been mentioned, really Allison, Virgil and Ibu, But for me, I thought it was Virgil. I thought he was virtually back to his best today. Um and hope that's the that's the catalyst for his performances, you know, for the rest of the season. So yeah. So all in all, I think you know, we're all happy the, you know we've got a point away at Chelsea. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect performance, but I think if you get give the perfect performance in your first game of the season, I think that that can also be a bit worrying because you've peaked too early. So they'll still be doing preseason work next week. You know, well, let's see what the what we come up with next Saturday against Bournemouth. Now, while we're on the pod and before we, you know, we finish, let's have a chat about the last. What is this, seventy-two hours or so? Um mm-hmm. as it's now it's now seventeen minutes past eight on the Sunday, and um and there's still no big gun in for Chelsea for for Casado. So Tom, what's first of all I'll, we will all do we'll all do this together. They'll answer the same two questions. Um uh, the first one is what do you make of the whole situation from the time you heard you know, that Liverpool had agreed the world record fee. To what went on on Friday with with the Chelsea sort of brief in the media to try and you know put spanners in the works to where we are now and to what where you think all this will end up.
1: I thought, I thought what we'd say. I spoke to you earlier today and we had a chat about something similar, didn't we? So I I I, I was ecstatic when I woke up. And found out we 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 got, we we won the bid. We bid it for him. I was made up waiting for the for, for the press conference. He, he never he never see well. He the, the the he never turned up for the medical. And then he come out. He, it came out that he was wanted to give out the respect for Chelsea because they backed him all. You know all the way to that he was going to be loyal, give them a bit of time to see if they could get a deal together, and then. And as, as that went on, I was more towards what you was you were I said to you this morning. I think it's time for, for us to, to move on and to look, you know, obviously for the player he doesn't want to obviously doesn't want to play for us. But all the way through, what I've been thinking about this all the way through something that you said to me this this morning, and there's a lot of toothy, you know, the the haven't the They're still nowhere near the deal. It's still, you know, like all of you. We've heard nothing, nothing at all from Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool Football Club,
0: just just to Jeff one second, I've just seen that um, in the press conference after the game, Jurgen Klopp's just been asked about Casado, and he's just said, I'm sorry, I can't say nothing about it at the moment. (laughs) So obviously. See, so this is what, so this
1: is the thing. You know, there's there's nothing, there's nothing coming out of Liverpool whatsoever. There's nothing coming out from Brighton. Brighton have not made a statement because I was looking at the the young lad who, who, who does the website Ryan for Brighton and he's saying the same thing. There's got to be, there's got to be a cut off point where they say, Let's see the deal. Let's compare the deal and let's see where, where it takes us. So, Les, I have no idea. I don't know whether he doesn't want to come here because
0: Casado, we still... We've not heard from Casado. No. There's one thing One thing to sort to of mention to all three before I pass this around again. Apparently, another another little bit of a fact that comes to light, if you like, today or what I heard today was that apparently... It is his, his agent can be paid whatever he wants in this transfer window right so Chelsea can be offering him I and sums of money to, to block the deal or or to give Chelsea you know to, to hold it up so Chelsea get more chance to to be able to to work work out how they can pay the fee to Brighton because after this transfer window closes and from January onwards FIFA now set the Set the, the amount that agents can be paid, and it, it has to be a percentage of the fee. So this is the last window, basically, where agents can make a killing by just naming their own their own fee and negotiating the deal. So that's another little bit of a, a a new new source of few ingredients to throw in the mix. Ben, where um, where are you sitting on this one? Wait, first of all, how how did you feel on? Thursday night, Friday morning, when all this was starting to bubble up?
2: Well, like Tommy said, exactly the same. I was never in a month of Sundays expected to wake up on, it was a Friday morning? Yeah. Um. To, to read Liverpool have agreed the Premier League record fee. I was like, Christ, where the hell has that come from? You know, squabbling over a fee for Lavia over 40 40, 45, 50 million to go and blow that completely out of the water with 110 million. I I genuinely had to look at my phone twice. I was like, no, nah, that's a wind-up that there's no way that's true. And then as the day went on, I was sorry, and I was made up. I thought he's exactly what we need, the perfect player for our system. And then obviously I was at it, I was at my my uh, brother-in-law's wedding all day on Friday, so I couldn't really look at my phone as much as I wanted to, which was probably a good... So I kept on getting different, contracted things every hour or two, thinking he's coming for a medical, Chelsea have agreed a fee, only wants to go to Chelsea. And the more I thought about it, I just thought this is another element of modern football that I cannot stand. Either... The player wants to play for us. Okay, we can say he's giving respect to Chelsea, but I don't care about that. Like, either he wants to come to us or he doesn't. And I do think, regardless of the intention on what game we're playing, because we are definitely playing a game here, There's, there's a reason why we haven't pulled out. Either he said, you know what, I will sign for you. Or maybe his agent's playing silly beggars, which is probably the case. But he does seem like the kind of lad Is a bit of a mercenary. Like, he obviously wanted to sign for Arsenal in January. Now he wants to sign for Chelsea. Apparently, he'll come to us if Chelsea don't buy him. His dreams to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. But as a player as he is, I'm not going to lose any sleep if we don't sign him. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest about that. I do wonder what kind of influence he'll have on the squad. But saying that, there must be a reason why we've gone in for him big. Jürgen won't go in for a player like that unless he's assured he's the right kind of character. Because basically, if he goes for him and gets it wrong, then his job's gone. As much as we love Jürgen, the Americans won't back him if he wastes that kind of money on a player. So I don't know. I just wanted to to be over this. Whatever he said, Jürgen said in the press conference today. I just don't understand what the hell's going on. Like you've got like the likes of Alan Shearer coming out and saying it's embarrassing for us. And I do think it is to a point. We've gone all through the summer. Obviously, we've got the windfall from Saudi Arabia for Henderson and Fabinho, which we never expected. I'm pretty confident that we wouldn't go for Kaisei though without that. Um and we probably would have got Bellingham over the line if we would have known that we were getting fifty-two million for those two. But I genuinely don't know how it's going to play out. I I do think there's more twists in it. I don't think it's a done deal that he's going to sign for Chelsea. I think there's a reason why we've bid what we have. And it's probably to do with the fact that Chelsea can't match it. And I think there must be another reason why the Americans have come over for this game. They don't come to watch Liverpool unless something's happening. There's a reason why they've come over. Either they want to speak to the Premier League and say what the hell is going on. Because can any of you four tell me how Chelsea are spending all this money and getting away with it? We've got Everton down the road that can't spend a fiver. Chelsea haven't got a shared sponsorship on in Europe. Where's the money coming from? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. So how the hell are they getting away with it? You know, like they should not be able to match our bid. Well,
0: I think I think it's totally obvious that the longer this goes on, they can they can feed what they like to their their Chelsea Chelsea media chums, right? And tell them it's close, it's close, it's close. But as Tom said, it's been close now for for nearly, nearly three days.
2: And, and everyone's forgetting, everyone's forgetting about Brighton. Imagine how, yeah. how Brighton must be feeling now. They've agreed 110 million with us. They won't want to sell anything to Chelsea. <laughs> you know how they've been shafted left, right and centre by Chelsea over the last 12 months. So, you
1: know, do you know there was an interesting thing I was seen on NBC? Did they, they talk to NBC today? You know, in the football, they were all talking about the games, Premier League games today, and they asked they asked the question. And i I seen, it, I seen this, and I thought, this is, this is the weirdest thing. At the end, he was speaking, you know, after the Tottenham game, they, they asked the two pundits. I don't know who the two pundits were, but they, they looked across and they said, he said, "How do you see this player out?" She said, "In one word, Who do you, where do you think C- Casado will end up?" And the first fella said, "Don't want to say, don't want to say." so said, "I don't know." And the second fella said, "I think he'll end up at Liverpool." And like, I thought, I, I thought it was bizarre. After all the information that's been going out, you know, for the last two days, the two neither one picked Chelsea. As the team doing, where do you think he would end? I mean, so God knows yeah. what what's going on.
2: Like, they mustn't have the money. Well, they obviously have got the money, but they can't legitimately pay for it without shushing the deal, which is incredibly unfavourable to Brighton. And if you're Brighton, like, why you, you might as well report Chelsea to the FA now and just say, look, or report his agents to the FA because they've accepted the bid. And it's quite obvious that he's not responding to Liverpool phone calls, which makes me think Liverpool must have something that we don't know. Because yeah. why why would they em- embarrass
3: themselves in I, this way? I don't to be honest, I don't I don't think Liverpool are embarrassing themselves. I don't because of, because no, the I don't lie, have it do, I, I, on I, the table it, which has been accepted by another club. Now, remember when we spoke to um, some of the journos a few weeks ago and Neil Jones, I asked him about the mechanics of um, yeah. transfers. And I said, the club, the Liverpool get in touch with a another and say, we want your player, we'll offer you X amounts. He said, no, he said, it's all done before then. So he said, it's all done through agents and the player is aware of a certain club being interested in him and how much he's going to be paid now, le- the length of contract. So Kai I say, though? either himself or through his agents, as, as at some point said, yeah, Liverpool are going to do this, that and the other. you go going to Liverpool. Now, I do understand over the summer he was always being linked with Chelsea. But I think Liverpool also know that by offering the 111, I think it's been reported as, they know that Chelsea can't get that high without going into FFP, you know, the black do. hole. I, mean, it, I, it's, I just don't know how Chelsea. Then, then comes out another report on the Friday, stroke Saturday morning, that not only do Chelsea want Caicedo, uh, but they're going to vote. They're, they're going to go in for Lavia as well. So that's going to drive the price up for him. Now, but, whether whether Southampton you, will play ball with us after the way we messed about with three or four bids to for Lavia, I don't know. But you know, that's another option. We may go back in for that kid. You know. But again, Pete, just come back on what you said there.
0: Again. It's all coming from the Chelsea media yeah. outlet. Southampton have said nothing. So, you know, when we put, when we put the bids in for, for Lavia early in the week, the you know, the two bids went in, one was, and then one went in a few days later. They were rejected quite quickly. Right. This time, the, Chelsea are telling everybody that they've bid 55 million quid. Right. But Southampton aren't saying anything. No, nothing's you know been said.
2: But it's, why would why would they bid fifty five? Everyone excellent. knows that it's fifty million is what Southampton were asking. So why fifty five? Forty eight said
1: was he? Yeah.
0: Person said it was
2: forty
0: eight. No, he? that yes. was the first one. That was the yeah. first one. That was last. That was last. T- that was. I'm like, I'm getting me. I'm getting me sorted. No, that was Wednesday night when when Twitter went into absolute meltdown when mm. it come up that Chelsea had bid forty eight million. And FFG were getting were getting pelters off everybody because we wouldn't pay the extra so many million to get the air. Then, then on Friday, you know, all this, or, or sorry, on the Thursday, in the late morning, all this consensual thing starts to bubble up, and people are then on Twitter, you know, are coming out and saying, "Oh, this is all a publicity stunt," and then, and then as the day goes on, it then becomes more and more uh, serious that the interest is and people start changing the tune. And then we agree. Then I, I go to bed about about what, just before midnight. And it's saying that that Liverpool could now possibly be favourite. So wake up Friday morning and see a tweet from Joyce's to site. 111 million, deal agreed. And I was like it was like a kid had just woke up on Christmas morning and see me. Mm. The president had wanted there, you know what I mean? I was absolutely buzzing. And
3: then
0: as the day day goes on, you're then becoming ecstatic waiting for him to be be told he's on his way for the medical. Then Romano tweets that he's told Liverpool that he he doesn't want to come, which is obviously the biggest lie that's out there. Because if he had told Liverpool he wouldn't want to come, Liverpool immediately withdraw the bid. Les, well,
2: it's the agent. It's yeah, 100% yeah. the agent. The agent is feeding every single journalist on the No, show. I don't I'm, think
0: it is the agent. No, I, I'm convinced coming, it is. I think it's coming directly from Chelsea. It's coming from Chelsea. No, it's I don't from think Chelsea. it is. And it's coming from Buley and it's coming from Engel. And, no. and, they're, and they're also feeding the information about the bids for for, uh, for Lavia as well.
2: No, so, I, like, I am it convinced it's the agents, Because I'm convinced the agents has been offered something stupid by Chelsea. And I that's... agree with that. I agree I with it's that. Him but, that but, the, the agent,
0: but I don't believe it's the agent feeding the press. I think it's Chelsea feeding the press. Well, if
2: then... it, like, put it this way, Les. If it was Chelsea the agent will come out and say that's well, crap because no, he Chelsea, would he would no, because Chelsea. if the agents if the agents isn't getting any more money no. from Chelsea no, he I, do,
0: care. No, I do believe that Chelsea have offered the agent more money. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you on that. But what I am saying is it's the agents are, the Chelsea in my opinion have offered the agents a bigger a bigger wonga if you like yeah. but it's Chelsea who are feeding the media that we've almost agreed the are with Brighton. I mean Romano said on Friday afternoon, about one o'clock, that, 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 that he's told Liverpool. And then he comes out a few hours later and said, right, the bid is almost ready for 100, 115 million quid. And um, and then, and as I say, then, then yesterday it went from Romano to, to Matt Law, who's another well-known journalist that Chelsea deal with. You know what I mean? And Sky Sports, we're ringing Chelsea up to say what's happening. Right. And I think Bewley doesn't want to lose lose face over this, no. Ne- what's Les, I've the- hey, just read something go go on, on. I'm
1: just reading something here, which might interest you. Go ahead. Tom Bewley's right hand man. Bet B headball. Yeah. sheepishly tells the Chelsea fans that Casado is going to take a lot more time. So
0: so that, that tells
1: you everything you need. Brighton. So now, Brighton should tell strike, me a it doesn't strike me. Mm. It doesn't strike me as a man full of confidence, someone's put. No. So, it's a video. I mean, so it's, so God knows what's... God
2: knows, as Klopp said, God knows what's going on behind the but scenes. The problem is, right, it's affecting us now because we need a defensive midfielder and we can't afford this to drag on till the oh, end of all this. See, As well, Ben, as well, Ben, though,
0: no. Brighton need to get this sorted yeah, so exactly. they can buy the replacements. Yeah. You know, tell so them what you,
1: you said about the 48 hours, Liz.
0: So yeah, so I heard what it, you know, I, I watched the press conference on of Klopp on Friday morning. And basically I was that I was that like still opening my presence, if you like, and I'm looking at the I'm looking at my iPad, I'm looking at my phone, I'm trying to listen to Klopp. And Klopp, and as soon as Klopp sort of said, yeah, uh, we've agreed the fee. Then my, my ears just went over there. That was just it confirmed. Then I was just for to wait for everything. And then I watched it back yesterday and he said something like, oh, it'll be, we'll know more in another, in another 48 hours. Right. So it was though, it was though like, because somebody says to him, oh, is he on the way from bed? He said, I don't know. I don't know anymore, but we'll know more in the next 48 hours or so. So it was like it was like they'd they got so far and done the difficult part, if you like, of agreeing the fee and the payment structure with Brighton. But I think by when I look back, you know, it was like, well, we've done that, but we've still got to sort the, you know, get the player down for the medical. And it could be that they've said to, him, to us, you know, from the time the fee was agreed and everything, look, you know, we want to give, you know, Chelsea have been doing this for months. Want to give Chelsea the opportunity to, to match the bid. And so they, they've sort of said to Liverpool, we will give you, give us 48 hours or something. Now, there's going to be, have to come a point where Brighton are going to have to turn round for me and say, look, you either, there's two scenarios you've got now. You either stay here, right, or you sign for Liverpool because we can't go on. We need to do our business as well we can't go on indefinitely while Chelsea, because once Liverpool pull out of the deal, so if Liverpool said tonight, or first thing in the morning, right, we're withdrawing our bit and we're moving on to other targets, right, then immediately then, Brighton might not get anywhere near the fee that we've offered. Mm. And don't forget, as well as the 111 million, there's a a sell-on clause as well, which could be worth as much to, you know, if we sell you going to Real Madrid in five years' time for for 200 million quid. Brighton are going to get a 20, around about a 20 million pound wonder on that. So Chelsea have got to try and match that as well. So I reckon it's I reckon it's still bubbling. The along. thing is though,
2: right? I mean, I think Brighton will be looking at this and probably relatively laid back about it. He's got form for doing this. Like in January, he basically said he wasn't going to play for them again and then signed a new contract. So he's on a long contract. It's not like his contract is going to reduce in the next year for his value, I mean. And he'll have to play for them. Like, if if he doesn't move to us and if Chelsea can't pay the fee that Brighton want, which is pretty evident they can't without selling players, then I think he'll he'll end up staying. Like, he's done it before. But I just... I, I thought be if I was a better man, I don't think we're gonna sign him. I don't, I don't
1: think he I don't, I don't think, think he stays a, of, but I don't think he'll stay at Brighton. I don't not
3: think he stays
1: at Brighton. Not I, a think, I think not he, many teams can think afford think him Not but, but Chelsea. I I you, do you know get, what? I think, I think at think the, the, the end at the end of the day, what did he say? He said, I'm gonna do it out of respect. I'm not saying Liverpool down was the words. The, the first words that come out was yeah. they. I'm not saying I'm not saying a Liverpool down. I'm just give, out of respect for Chelsea. I'm just giving them a bit more time. How do we know they're even his words? Well, we we have to we, we have, to, have to take that. Yeah, we, I know, we, that's, we that's the, the thing. Tommy, we how how don't know he wants to go to Chelsea because he said he wanted to go to Arsenal.
2: This is why. This this is why I'm convinced it's the agent. Like he's not a Chelsea fan. He's not gonna be sitting in he's not gonna be sitting in his bedroom now in Chelsea pajamas, is he? Like so it doesn't add up at all that it's the player saying, you know what, it's Chelsea or no one. I'm not being funny, they're not in the Champions League, they're not in the Europa League, they're not even in the bloody conference league. It doesn't add up, it's his agents, and nobody will ever convince me otherwise. No, it's not Chelsea. Coming way, out. No. It, it's not way. because
3: they're not they're not bloody Real Madrid, no. they're bloody Chelsea. Way, so. In a word, if he came to us, would you be happy, yes or no? I For would. What? i yes. still Bec- Yeah, I would. Because he yeah. would improve our
2: team immeasurably. Yeah. But part of me would be thinking, Christ, when's he going to pull this again? You know, when's yeah, he going to pull this again? He'll, he'll,
3: he'll, he'll do well. And <clears throat> the same way Luis Suarez did. Yeah. He may not be as open as it, but he'll use it as a stepping stone. To yeah, of course. Or whatever. But We know, you know that.
2: I, can you can you name a player that Jürgen Klopp's bought that's done that?
1: Well, we don't know because obviously, obviously Jürgen Klopp hasn't walked away. Uh, that that's what doesn't. I just can't why, get my head around why, it. Why? why I, I, I ask yourself this question, right? Everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps saying the same thing. They say, do you know what? You never get a second chance to take Jürgen Klopp down. You know, and he never he'll never take a player down. We 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 don't know. We genuinely don't know. Everybody's surmising that that he's going. He wants to go to Chelsea. Nobody. But why, no, nobody. Why, nobody. Like, why the hell? It doesn't. It's irrelevant whether whether we why you want to go there. It. It. The point is. The point is nobody knows because everybody's guessing because Brighton have said Brighton have said nothing. Liverpool have said nothing. Chelsea is saying plenty. But at the end of the day, it's it's in their
0: interest to say plenty because that, that settling. What you what up. you think? What you think the Chelsea the Chelsea game is here Ben? Because if they're put, no, if if you taking like this little discussion as a as a bit of a reaction, right? And and we're um, we're all sort of giving our reaction. You're thinking it's one way. I'm thinking it's another way. We've all got our own opinions. So what Chelsea for me? and this is just my opinion, what this sort of media leak with all the, the Southern press is about is the what they want to happen, they're putting stuff out there so they get Liverpool fans and Liverpool fans on social media especially to start saying, we don't want to say that, swearing at him. you know, you stay bright, we don't want anybody to come because they want Liverpool to drop their bid and once Liverpool drop their bid, they can go into Brighton and say, look, we're the only ones who can buy him. We're the only ones, we can set our own fee. So we will give you X amount and you take it or leave it. So it's not, so that for me is why they're playing the game. And what I can as Tommy said, right, you know, jurgen Jürgen's got Alexis McAllister and he's also got Adam Lalana, who he can use as a, as a confidant. And James Milner, maybe a bit lesser for James Milner because he's only just gone there, but certainly McAllister and Lalana, And he must have had conversations with both of them to ask them what can Sado is like as a lad mm. in the dressing room. And he will have got an opinion from them of what he's like. Right. And if it is the agents, as you said, that that's why clock is sticking in there saying, right, we, what we've got to do here is get past the agents and get to the lad because once the lad comes here, he'll be as good as gold. I mean, to be fair, yeah.
2: Like what we need to do now is get him to Blackpool, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm the big one. <laughs>
1: yeah, get him to
2: meet Jagan in Blackpool, and then he can talk anyone. Into do you know? It, it's.
1: It, I think a lot, I think a lot. Do you know what? Funny enough, I think a lot will be decided by in the morning time. It's obviously if the, if, if they can't get if they can't get a bid together in 48 hours and they're still struggling to get the bid together they've been telling us it's it's coming in the next hour for the last for the last 30 hours it's it's like it, it it's like it, if they can't put a bit together by probably tomorrow morning it's safe to say it's not going to come
2: if if yeah. we haven't pulled out if we haven't pulled out which we haven't i think in Normal circumstances, we would have pulled out by now. If if Jurgen hadn't had the the chat with him, which allegedly he did on Thursday, didn't he? And if he wouldn't have got the feedback saying he's he's off for coming, there's got to be a legitimate reason why we haven't pulled out yet. It doesn't add up unless we're using it for a smoke screen for somebody else. Which, let's be honest, who the hell is out there to get now? There's the lad yeah. at Real Madrid, and I think that might have been the backup if they would have got Mbappe. That doesn't look like that's going to happen so it, that's this, the other I mean, can they just come into you there in a yeah. second
0: that's the other interesting thing isn't it because on Wednesday that was when the news started to leak that Mbappe was likely to be staying at Paris Saint-Germain yeah I've seen that i seen that and Liverpool had been in touch with Tuchem agent yeah to
2: say
0: about and I think that's what was I think you're right I think that was what was holding everything up was that Liverpool I've been in touch yeah. with his agent because if Mbappé come available, the only place he was going to go was going to be Real Madrid, despite all yeah. the crap that was going around about him going on loan to there and everywhere. Right. He was going to go to Real Madrid and Real Madrid were going to have to sell somebody yeah. to, to buy him. And I think the key has been uh, Paris saint Germain deciding that they're going to sell Neymar. Yeah. And it's obvious now that Mbappé and Neymar, they can get on. Right, they're selling Neymar and now Mbappe's gonna gonna be happy to stay, stay there, sign a new contract, and so the whole circus starts again. And then once that happened, the Liverpool knew then that they were, they had no chance of going at many. They took the opportunity then to contact Brighton to see and then that's where this that's where this sort of deadline come from of bids by midnight on Thursday. And I think Chelsea got a shock. They weren't the only ones who were interested. And I think things started to bubble away from there. So so what
3: what's your conclusion to all this, Pete?
1: You're um, sitting there
3: nice and calm. I just think we should keep the dead on the table. Um I think Brighton Brighton have got to come to a decision sooner or later to, to cut Chelsea out of the equation and go with us. If if Casado keeps insisting he wants to go to Chelsea, he'll have to end up going back there to Brighton and and you know incur the wrath of the Brighton fans who probably won't be too happy with them. Um as I say, if he came to Liverpool, I wouldn't I'd be unhappy the way things have have gone about, but I'd be happier to have that type of player in the team. I think me my heart says though, I think they might go back in for Lavia. Maybe even pay the extra now, which will, will make us look a bit stupid, really. But I think I think that's what might happen now. I think we may. Like Ben said, there's a reason all the Americans have come over mob-handed, so it could well be that it's one last tre- one last chance to try and get Caicedo over the line. And if that doesn't happen, I think it will be back to Lavier again. To be honest, I think I wouldn't be disappointed if Lavier came in.
1: I'm no, like, Do no, you know what I'm, I'm? like all these, all these. Everyone's grabbing it, you know, like saying, "Oh, love is not," you know. He, do you know what? He, he, he's a decent. He's a decent player. Okay. From from all, everybody that, that speaks of him, of you know, in the Andalect up and everything, where they, you know where you all come? He's highly, highly rated you know so Clydecking yeah, he'd be a work in progress. It might take 12 months before you see the best out of him. But i tell you what, he, I, I reckon he wouldn't let you down.
0: Tom, do you reckon this could be the scenario that, that's gonna that's gonna play out? If not tonight, then maybe tomorrow is that Liverpool Liverpool will contact Brighton and say, look, you know, this has got to come to a head one way or the other. did you give you give sort of Chelsea at deadline and you keep to it so when they've got a match to match the bid or we'll withdraw our bid and then you won't get anywhere near as much as you were expecting. Do mm-hmm. you know what Les I expect it to be I expect
1: it to be over by in the morning to be honest. I reckon that there's a reason that these have come over it's it's there's gonna be it's obvious that they've come over mob handed for a reason it's either investments it, it's investments. Club's gonna walk, or or they're gonna get they're gonna get <laughs> I don't They've think only come over, to work. and club's not gonna walk. That's so. So they've come over for for a reason, haven't they, as a group. So yeah. I, I reckon. Do you know what? I reckon that by I reckon by tomorrow morning, I reckon things will be clearer. I think definitely. I don't think it'll drag on tomorrow. I don't think it'll go for the whole of tomorrow. I, I reckon, Whatever's going to be done will be sorted by in the morning because it's in nobody's interest. It's not in Brighton's interest, it's not in Liverpool's interest, and it's certainly not in Chelsea's interest because it's it, it's making... Eventually, the Premier League are going to act, aren't they? Trump, got to, and don't forget, you know, some, someone just said before, it's a contract at the end of the day which they've, which they've actually
0: agreed to with Liverpool. Mel Reddy said, Mel Reddy said before that Brighton and Liverpool have already signed the paperwork of the yes. agreement.
1: So, yeah. so right, there's a construct that Brighton just can't walk away from. You know, yeah. so, uh, do you know what so, this... Right. I, I, I do expect it to be sorted by in the morning, to be honest.
2: Oh, okay. I hope so, sorry, but I, yeah. I just can't see that. <laughs> it's yeah. One constant. way or on,
1: the other bed, it'll be sorted in the morning. in either will have either gone. Or it will be what's it called? It won't drag on for another day,
0: right? Okay, just to bring this podcast to an end, I'll just ask you. I'll just ask you one question, and just say it'll be it'll be sorted. It won't be sorted, and if you think it's going to be sorted, where do you think he will be? So we'll say by the next round of Premier League fixtures, right? Will 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 this be still ongoing? Uh, we're in the same situation we are now. Will he be a Chelsea player? Will he be a Liverpool player, or will he have decided to stay at Brighton? And I'll start with you, Pete.
3: That's the, that's a million dollar question to give an answer to that. I still think there's some twist in this, and I, I think he might end up with us. You know, I really do. Right. Okay, so you think he'd be would be with us by,
0: by say next Friday at the latest.
3: Yeah, I think he'll be running out next Saturday. Yeah. So
2: okay. a chorus of uh, tell us, tell us the truth, will you? Tell us the truth, yeah. Ben, where, where, where are you nailing your colours to? Oh, Christ, um, right. An hour ago, when we started talking about them, I was convinced we weren't getting them. and yet from what we've all discussed, what I've just read on Twitter, he hasn't signed. Don't worry. Um, about what somebody said about how Jurgen answered the question, saying no news but in a smiley he can't the way he does
0: yeah
2: I just I, <laughs> said like, we should have a... pulled out but there's a reason why we haven't we would have pulled out if we weren't sure on something <sighs> I'm not a better man I don't know and I keep on flicking between the two changing will he come will he not <laughs> so do you
0: think it might be still unresolved by this time next week then Ben
2: oh I, I, I don't know what time frame it is, but, but uh, I, maybe he will come to us. The, there's a reason we haven't pulled out. There's definitely a reason why we haven't pulled out. It's not a guarantee, but we would have pulled out by now. So your gut feeling,
0: your gut feeling, go with your gut. Come on, I'm pushing you there, ah, Go with your gut. Come on, One not Come on, we only a bit of fun at the end of the day. You're th- not okay.
2: gonna be- right, he's, he's going to win us the league.
0: There you go. <laughs> go on, Sam, what do you think's
1: gonna? I think it'll be over. I think it'll be over by tomorrow, or less, and I think he'll, he'll be at Liverpool. I think he'll be at Liverpool by next week. Right. I reckon. I reckon. I uh, I reckon. Uh, but I can say this safely because I'm not going to be on the podcast next week. So when this goes out, if if I look foolish, then I won't be here today. Uh, I'll be in hospital. So I'm so I'm all right. But I think he'll be a Liverpool player by the end of the week. I will be the eternal optimist.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm sort of agreeing with you all. I think that there's a reason Liverpool haven't pulled out. I think Chelsea are struggling to raise the money for the fee because of financial fair play, and I think Brighton will will eventually be fed up with all the messing about because they need to go and get up their own targets, and he and him and his agents will be told in no uncertain terms: you've got two choices. We're not dealing with Chelsea anymore, and you either sign for Liverpool or you stay with Brighton, and it's entirely up to yourself. But we're not dealing with Chelsea, and I think that by, and again, this is only my gut feeling, and I might be, I might be the stupid one on the next podcast, but I think by, by Wednesday of this week, he he, he could be still well be a Liverpool player. On that note, we'll end the first ever episode of the late flag after-match podcast for the Red Poets. Um, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, what We couldn't bring you a victory, but we didn't lose. So, And I think there's plenty of positives to take forward from today's results. So I'd like to thank Tom and Pete and Ben for joining me, Les Lawson, tonight. And wish Tom all the best with his new operation on Tuesday. And as I always say, at the end of these podcasts, you'll never walk alone. Justice for the 97. And don't ever buy the sun. Until next time, see you soon.